Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hey everyone, welcome to the first Wake Before the Day podcast in the year 2022. We're excited to be back with you and excited to be reading the Gospel of John. Uh, Want to give you a heads up, we're having some technical difficulties over here and one of our microphones is not working, so we are sharing one microphone. So if it sounds different or it's hard to hear, that is why, and we're going to have our tech team help us figure it out shortly. But until then, we are three inches apart from each other, looking deeply into each other's eyes, talking in one microphone. We're not fancy people, you guys, so I'm I'm sure it's going to work great. We're going to get to John chapter 4, and uh, hopefully you can just hear it well. I think that's our thing, but we used to do it with one. We're in John 5, right? (laughs) You know. We used to do it with one microphone, and you guys didn't even know, so we're just tricking you. That's right. We got fancy with two microphones, (laughs) and now the, the tech gremlins are getting us. We can't figure it out. Technology. It's your best friend when it works, and when it doesn't work, it's the biggest pain in the rear. Oh, you guys. I'm not a tech guy either, so I just can't like look at this and go, oh, you know, the Audi MIDI system is uh, selected on the wrong input source, so therefore the output must be this, and it works. Like, I want to throw it out the window. Clark's feathers are a little ruffled, you guys. I'm My feathers are calm, though, so we, we can go to John 5. Technology. You do this. Car seats. Microphones, like just it just needs to work. Just do your well, job. I mean, saying we pay this money for the dumb computer to work, and then we close it and don't look at it for two weeks, and we open it up, and now it doesn't work. You know what we call these opportunities of grace? That's what we call these mm-hmm. opportunities of grace. And I'm yeah. sure, like you guys, your Wednesday has already had some opportunities of grace. Maybe your car didn't start. Maybe there was an accident on the freeway. Maybe somebody's got a sniffle or something. You guys, these are opportunities for grace. We say, okay, Lord, help me take a breath. You're in this moment with us. Yeah. We're use, doing it. Use the, the, the <laughs> technology, the colds, the sniffles to make us more like we Jesus. We acknowledge your presence here, God, and we are grateful for that. So we Kumbaya, are in John chapter Lord. 5. Really Kumbaya. just appreciate John and his writing, um, the way that he writes, the things that he writes about, and, and chapter 5 is no different. So. Probably my favorite gospel. No, it's my favorite. We can share. <laughs> what stands out to you? From That's John what we're going to talk about. So initially, the first kind of story that you hear about is the healing at the pool. And so I think it goes maybe to verse 17. Yep. And what's curious to me about it is, so there's this pool and folks lay by the pool because when the water gets stirred up that's you know when you can experience healing and um, there's a man that's been laying there we read in verse 5 who had been an invalid for 38 years when Jesus saw him lying there verse 6 and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time he asked him Jesus asked him do you want to get well Verse 7, so the invalid replied, I have no one to help me get into the pool when the water stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down and ahead of me. So that just stuck out to me today, just that um, this guy doesn't, I mean, in verse 13, 
when he's asked who told him to take up his mat, like who healed him, he doesn't even know that it was Jesus. And so we've talked about this before with faith and healing. And this is one of those examples where Jesus just sees this man, understands his heart, but then, but asks the question, do you want to get well? Because his focus is on the water. His focus is on like, this is the one healing modality that I have right here in front of me. And if I'm, if I can't get into the water, well, then no wonder why I've been laying here, you know, for 38 years, people keep cutting me off. I can't get well because this is the only way to get well. (laughs) And then he's healed. Jesus heals him. And that's not all. It Another thing that's curious to me, so is that question that Jesus poses, do you want to get well? Mm -hmm. But then at the end also, so now I'm in verse 14, uh, later Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, see, you're well again, like you're still healed. Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. The man went away and told the Jews. So then he tells people, oh, hey, it was Jesus. I know who it was. So that's good. But it, it, essentially, Jesus is saying, like, you've been laying, what, what's worse than laying on the ground for 38 years? Like, wait, you know, and well. Being in sin. Exactly. Like, your eternity. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm just encouraged in a couple different ways. Number one, just what are, what do we ask of the Lord? Like, I know 38 years is a long time to anything chronic. Like, holy cow, I, I, I haven't even lived 38 years. And so. I understand just like the persistence that's there and, and, and maybe things not going, you know, how you expected or want them to go. But at the heart of it, like Jesus is saying, like the healing is one thing, but really my, my salvation, truth, eternal life with me, like at the end of the chapter, that's what he's saying. Um, man, yeah. let's realize like Jesus was right in front of him and he didn't even know he was so focused yeah. on the water. So just encouraged by that story today, and that's kind of what I'm carrying with me throughout the day. One of the things that stands out to me from that portion of this passage is when Jesus gives the man the instruction to take up your mat, walk, and go home, uh, all these things. The man's technically following Jesus now because he's listening to the instructions God just gave him, but already there's conflict with the religious leaders. Um, I'm thinking at verse... Like 10, the Jews said to the man who had been healed, it's the Sabbath, it's not lawful for you to take up your bed. Right. But he answered them, uh, the man who healed me, that man said to me, take up my bed and walk. And so already mm-hmm. this healed man is having to decide, am I going to listen to this mysterious man who just allowed me to walk His after authority, 38 yeah. years of not walking? Or am I going to listen to these religious guys who are cracking down on the rules? And when it comes to just us and who are we listening to, and I'm still thinking about the sermon from Sunday, like whose voices are voices of authority in your life? Hmm. And who are you going to bend your knee to and submit to? And I think the more time we spend with the Lord, um, hopefully the more quickly we're going to be coming to listening to what Christ says and following, being hearers and doers of the word. Hmm. Kind of on that note of the Bible, though, what stood out to me the most comes later on in chapter 5 when Jesus is talking to them about, hey, I come from my Father, I'm here to glorify my Father. But he talks to them about the Bible itself. In verse 39, he's talking to the, the teachers of the law, and he's like, you guys have memorized the Old Testament, you've memorized all the laws. He said, you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. And it is that they who bear witness about me, yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. 
So one of the mm. things that you will hear us say in the podcast often and at church on Sundays is read your Bible. Read your Bible, read your Bible, read your Bible. Yeah. And I don't recant that. I'm saying we need to read our Bibles and be in our Bibles. However, I, I do bump into people from time to time who hear us say, read your Bible, and then try to read the Bible. And I don't know if people necessarily have an expectation as to what's supposed to happen when you read the Bible. But I think there might be some like assumptions or presuppositions that like reading the Bible is almost like a magic trick or something. Like when I read this, mm-hmm. then something occurs like an, it's like a spell book or incantation or it's all of a sudden my life is better or God speaks to me in my dreams or speaks really clearly, you know, to my thoughts. And, and then they read the Bible and they're like, wait, that's it? Like what, what just happened? Is mm-hmm. it quote unquote working? And that is, I think, Jesus' pointer to the Pharisees going, you're studying this book, trying to find life from this book. And the Bible is the word of God. But the, the Bible, when the scriptures are said to be alive and active, it's to be reorienting, reorienting us to, to God himself. It's his word. It's alive and it's active, but it's to the presence of God, God's very being, God with us, God by us, God in us. Hmm. Not just some magic trick that if I quote something I memorized off a page, then all of a sudden my life's going to be better. Mm-hmm. It's actually reorienting us to God, who he himself is the one that gives us eternal life, that mm-hmm. gives us peace, that gives us comfort. So that's one of the areas I'm trying to grow in the way in which I disciple people. And I even read the Bible myself, and I'm encouraging other people to read their Bible. Just say, as you read this, like try to focus on God and invite his presence into that space, like your awareness of his presence at least. Mm. And pray that God would allow that word to be alive and active. Let's not be like the Pharisees who think we can just read this book and, you know, all of a sudden something beautifully magical will appear. Yeah, I think, um, honestly, I think a lot of folks have experienced that if you've been a Christian for any amount of time. Like there's this legalistic relationship that we have with with the Bible that it's kind of like, oh, okay, let me do this and check this off. Because, you know, there are going to be days where it's like, man, I really meant the Holy Spirit there. I'm so grateful. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm encouraged. And that was something that I just really needed to hear. And then like Clark said, there's days where it's like, okay, um, I'm not even sure if I understand, <laughs> you know, or it was difficult. <laughs> like those are the oatmeal meals, meals, oat meal meals. That we've talked about. That's breakfast every day at our house, baby. (laughs) Yeah, in the past that, you know, we use that analogy as um, uh, just kind of a picture, a word picture to help us understand that we might not maybe remember these specific pieces all the time that we had, you know, yesterday or two weeks ago, but we know that we were fed and spending time with the word. And so I think that's just a, a question to an invitation for creativity and just say, okay, God, like maybe you need to sit in, um, you know, a different chair or a new chair, maybe journaling. I know people who are doing the read it, write it, pray it, share it. I think that's been something too, that's actually invited more authenticity into it because then, um, it's kind of like, okay, how, how did I meet the Lord in this? Not mm-hmm. just like, okay, let me read this to check it off. You know? Totally. And I th- and give yourself to space and freedom when you read um, maybe a chapter a day to sit in it and allow the Holy Spirit to work. And how he might do that is maybe there's a word that stands out to you. Sure. And you have to ask yourself, why does this word stand out to me? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what does this teach me about God? And what does this reveal about myself? 
And then you pray about that verse. And maybe you just memorize that one verse for that day. And then you pray it over, you meditate on it, you chew on it. And then you just say, Holy Spirit, like, what do you have for me here? And what am I to offer other people with this verse? Hmm. And you just allow the Holy Spirit to do what the Holy Spirit does. Mm-hmm. Um, there might be other times you notice a word or a phrase is brought up multiple times and it just catches your attention. Sure. Oftentimes that's the Holy Spirit, you know, raising the flag in your heart. The, the ding, 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 pay attention to this. I have something for you here. Hmm. And, and that's the word being alive and active. You're focusing on the presence of God who's speaking and interacting and moving in and through the word mm-hmm. and through your thoughts and through your attention and through... The things you the, the things you take note of, and that's how God speaks to us through the Bible. So, that's good stuff, you yeah. guys. Kicking off the first of the year, um, just in an awesome way. In John chapter five, see, and with in our with our one microphone. So, <laughs> we uh, hope and pray that you'll you'll hang with us and that you'll. Uh, just be encouraged as we walk on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays through the text. We'll just continue with our normal rhythm. And then join us on Sunday, like Clark announced, um, and uh, the church staff told us that this year is going to be a theme of blessed. And we're starting with the eight-week series of a blessed sexuality. And so I think that already there's been just great conversation being stirred up in homes um, just within the congregation. And I'm excited for what the Lord's going to do, just to be able to hear these good, deep, rich truths um, as we walk through the scriptures together. So thanks for listening today. We'll get our microphone situation figured out, and we'll be back with you on Friday. God bless you. Bye-bye. The Lord bless you and keep you. He'll make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.